Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. And maybe we could keep in touch like they did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. Bow Nation, we are back. You're back, literally. We're we're back. How was Tool's tour of touring? Dude, comedians? I can't even. I can't even fathom. I imagine there was the multiple hole. levels that it was wonderful it, on. You know, it was like, like when, as a fan of music, <clears throat> as a fan of doing comedy. Yeah, I'm sure you had people who kind of were along for the ride with you that came to shows, shows of yours, and shows of the concert. Yeah, I know that you went to the Gibson. Uh, I did not. Oh, you did not go? I missed a lot. You were like, if Shanley's not there, I'm not going. Yeah. Because he was not there when Tool and Comics, like Nick went, right? Nick Yusuf and Freddie Scott went. I mean, just listen to this. Okay. So I know I preambled a lot. We put the tour together, Yeah. as we all know. Yeah. And I know that based on how we record this podcast. When is what? When is what? So long ago. Uh, we did we did a lot of episodes. Now we're actually just getting back to face to face after a long time. Who me and you? Y- me and you. Right. And uh, yeah. So when putting that tour together, Adam Jones, the guitarist of the band, finds out about it because I went on Conan and talked about the tour. <laughs> he reached out, mm-hmm. made contact, was like, "Hey, thanks for the support. I'll hook up some tour passes." That dude came through, hooked up some tickets, floor seats to the very first show. Shut your mouth. Backstage passes. Get out of town. We went backstage. Get in the basement. Met him. Hung out with him. Jump out the window. Met the drummer Danny. Hiding hung out shed. for a second. Chatted for a second. Cry in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> chatted, chatted with them. Uh, and then uh, he was like, yeah, if whatever you need ticket-wise, just let me know. And so he was like, just let me know the day before. 
And so we would let them know, and we would have Isn't it insane, floor, though? free floor seats to every show, eighth row. Rory, this is why we're funny. I don't know. I'm not, maybe not comedically, but as people, you're like, and they did it. But how often, like, we also have the ability to tell people, let me know if you're coming to a show. Easily. Easily. But when someone else still does it, yeah. especially in that arena, and yeah. I mean literal like type of arena, yeah. you're like, no. I know. Come on. You can't but believe to, it. But to them, it's probably it probably pairs up like level for level for wherever you're at. Like you're still like, oh, yeah. I'll just tell the door guy that yeah. you're on the you know, like yeah. but it still feels so It just so kept good. going. It kept going. So he like we had backstage passes, then we went to a sound check one day in an empty arena. Check, check. Friends of mine that were that had joined us on the tour, my buddy Jack from from uh, college, him and Phillips? his wife, Jack Phillips. We all have a Jack in our life. I know we do. Uh, they they and my buddy Damon, uh, he emceed the Austin show and the Dallas show, and his girlfriend uh, Christy slash wife. Um, uh-huh. They they we all went and watched a sound check in an empty arena. Just the seven of us watched the full band practice and like run a song. And and then I had to come back to L.A. to Mm -hmm. shoot something, so Mm -hmm. I missed a couple Tool shows. And while I was gone, Nick and Freddie get invited to ride the tour bus from Memphis to New Orleans. Yeah, they were. Adam was like, "You guys coming to New Orleans?" And they were like, "No, we didn't book a show, so we're flying back to L.A. tomorrow." And he goes, "Oh, we can just hop on the tour tour bus and we'll head out after the show right now." And they ran back to the hotel, grabbed their stuff, checked out, canceled their flights. Got on the tour bus. We're up till 5 a.m. chatting with him on a tour bus to New Orleans. Got to New Orleans. Got off a tour bus of just like, we didn't plan on this. Yeah. So got off with their luggage and we're like, all right, let's find a place to to crash and store our stuff and go eat an amazing meal. Hang out. They went to the sound check that day. Freddie plays guitar. He's very, very good guitarist. Yeah. Went to the sound check that day. During sound check, Adam looks at him and goes, hey, dude, come on up. Shut Freddy. up! Freddie goes up on stage. He gives him the guitar, <gasps> and he goes, "Play, play a little bit if you want to, like, just see what it's like. See how heavy the sound is." So Freddie like played a few notes, and Freddie, you know, uh, the tour came about because yeah. the three of us are yeah. obsessed with his band. Right, right. So Freddie knows all their songs. Yeah, the drummer's doing his own thing. The bass player's doing his own thing. And Freddie, he didn't do this, but he so badly wanted to launch into a song to see if they would just join. Keep going, yeah. And he was just like, he was like, I, you know, I didn't want to suddenly be like, oh, here's this awesome moment. And then Adam's like. Dude, what are you doing? Give me right. the guitar back and ruin <laughs> right. ruin it all. Right, right. But the the whole band could not have been more welcoming. They're doing some dates in March. I think we're gonna do this again and like go on the road with them. That's awesome. The lead singer uh, Maynard, they met him on the last day too. He had like came into the the dressing room, Adam's dressing room, to like have a little band meeting. And Nick and Freddie were like, he was the nicest dude. Chatted for 20 minutes, wanted to know about our tour, what was going on. Wow. So it was so insane. That's awesome, man. I'm glad I missed a lot of that cool stuff right there at the end of that oh, story. Oh, of course. You Who know, just because I've to? got, you know, I had to, I had to play Irvine right. Improv. Right. Yeah, you, I had to play the right. Irvine if Improv. If you help like spearhead it and set it up, and then you go on Conan to promote it, and that kind of gets the ball rolling, <laughs> you want to be there. I'm sorry, you want to be somewhere else when that yeah. ball really you, is. Well, you have to separate from from the it. happiness. Yeah. yeah. Right. You want to. Se- it's like a painting. You have to eventually walk away from. Of you have to course. go. It's done. Right. And I, it was done for me. Right. And somebody's like, Oh, you could have the painting and you're like no 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 let someone else have it yeah when i, I told just... adam i was like adam this is gonna be my last uh show tonight 
And he was like, good, because now I'm really going to step it up and show these guys what a good time is. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's cool. Right. That's cool. I'm yeah. going to go back to my kid and my right. wife and just kind of. All I want to do is set the table. You guys enjoy yeah. dinner. I'm not I'm not here to have my mind blown. I also, all right? Uh, yeah, I helped build the table. Yeah. Whatever. It this is matter. for these guys. Also, that's custom oak. So be gentle. Like, use a coaster. Right. <laughs> uh, but I'm gone. Yeah. So it's but your I am experience. gone. So if you don't and you, you stay in that table. You stay in that table right. because that is now your table, right. despite the the sweat and blood and stuff that's mixed into that that <laughs> that core wood. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so people should look Unreal. out for people, shows in people March. People that came out to those shows, God bless you. You guys were so much fun. Um, Dallas was unreal. Mm-hmm. Sons of Herman Hall, that venue, dude. This venue, we get there. There's just a in the bar downstairs. Just a circle of guitarists playing acoustic guitar. Just people. Like hippies? No. Just Fucking people just hippies, getting together, bro? like jamming out, one person singing. Like I'm talking like 10 yeah, yeah, guitarists. Yeah. yeah. And then some people around the, under the stairs. We're in this giant green room downstairs, and we're performing upstairs. Yeah. So, you know, the door's not locked. Right. So I, I came down to, like, just double check our stuff is okay. This dude's just sitting in the green room on his, like, phone. And I just was like, oh, hey, do you know... Nick or Freddie or something, trying to like, you know, not be aggressive. Just establish who's in the room. There's also so much room. Right. It's not like, well, it's our room. It's like, I don't care. There's right. like a hundred seats. It'd be good to know. Yes. Right. So this guy goes, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, I just came here to quickly try to write a song. Um, and I go, oh, no, no. Totally. I was like, there's obviously so much space. And they had a nice little spread out. Sure. I was like, hey, we ate before we got here. So if there's food, drinks, I was like, dive into all of it. Right. I was like, but if you're going to be in here, just make sure nobody messes with our stuff. You're the guy. Yeah. And uh, and he was like, oh, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, what a crazy place. Everyone's just around playing guitar. Was it Neil Diamond? And he goes, every, I wish. <laughs> he goes, yeah, every Thursday for like 30, 35 years, guitarists in Dallas come up here and you just kind of grab somebody and you just kind of jam and play and sing and whatever. He's like, you'll see some people here who are some of the best guitarists and singers you'll ever see your whole life. There's also people that show up who are awful. Yeah. But it's just like this huge jam after the show, we come back out in the green room. There's a guy on a harmonica, two guitarists, and a lady sitting in a chair, and they are playing the most beautiful blue bottom, uh, bell bottom blues, yeah, like cover, ri- cover yeah, yeah. to the point where not only do we enter the room, like, and I thought the show was good. Oh my god, what is what is this? And we just all stood there. Dropped our whole conversation, watched them. My buddy Jack is just crying. He's just crying <laughs> mm-hmm. watching this. His wife starts to sing too, like get him on the guitar. He's looking at her like, yeah, come on. Hey, it's open. Come on. Wow. The harmonic, they break it down uh, so beautifully. It ended. This is just them fucking around. Uh-huh. We walked up to meet them like we just got a VIP pass to... Like, they're about to go on stage at some huge show. We're like, what a treat. We got to see that. And you could tell they were like, it's Thursday. What are you? We're jamming. Right. Unreal. But that whole trip, that whole, and I'm I'm blabbing about it, but I do want to say putting a tour together as a joke Mm -hmm. to follow your favorite band around, just so you can make money to go to the shows, Mm -hmm. turning into what it turned into and becoming legitimate friends yeah, with the guitarist at least. You yeah. know, I, I didn't get to know everyone. Well, because you, you left early and... because I left early, right. and my family and stuff. But the guitarist alone could not have been more like, yeah, guys, I want to give you the whole. Yeah. You you guys came up with this as a joke. Let's go. Let's go all the way down the rabbit hole. That's so great, and it just phenomenal. So phenomenal. 
And I feel like uh, I'll we will, I'll go F two F with myself. This is going to kind of like be like a plug, but also real. That's kind of what happened last year with Weekend of Tuxes. Mm-hmm. And I'm so looking forward to doing that yeah. again, where we just kept going down yeah. the rabbit hole of experiences and people that we're we didn't know. It. And like We're three I, weeks away. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, so I hope people are going to join us for that. I know some people are. They might be yeah. joining us for that meetup after the parade. We don't know if we're going to be on I, a float or not. I also want to throw this out there because this was announced after we had recorded episodes and stuff. But Dan and I have the the GoFundMe Shit. Oh, to yeah. raise money to go to Texas. Right. Make no mistake, we're fully aware of how some people might be like, "Well, what? When I, we got to give you guys money to go to this thing? You don't. Not at you all. You don't have to give the us money. The only thing is, is last we year just, a lot of year things we were spent like so much money that we right. were like, "Hey, if a lot of people chip in a little bit." This becomes an easier thing to pull off. Because we but want to rent a car, we want to take care of Noah, we take care of our tuxes. Right. But if, if nobody, nobody does, chips in anything, right. we're still going to do it. If Dan and I are ever raising money for something critical, you will know it. Right. It will be very clear in our language. Right. But everyone who has donated, God bless you. Thank you. Everyone who hasn't donated... Thank you. Just do, do donate if you want. Yeah. Don't do, there's we don't make any assumption that everyone just has money. And it isn't for to us. Throw we're not trying to get adventures. We're going. We're on. just trying to make sure it gets done right. We know how much the fi- the fans of this podcast, yeah. our friends of this podcast, yeah, yeah. loved that we did it last year. Yeah. So we wanted to ensure because I'll be straight up, uh, we incurred more costs this year into doing it last year. And so I was like, well, let's make sure we just get that covered so that Noah's yes. taken care of and the flights and the rental car so that Noah can flights, get there to cover Rental car, everything. getting the tuxedos. Getting Getting the tickets to the billionaires ball, yeah. doing all this stuff. I I assure you this for anyone who thinks maybe and no one has given us shit about no, but this. we're sensitive to it because we I'm, give a shit. I'm sensitive to it because I hate when I'm constantly being asked like, hey, donate to this right. or this or whatever, and be like, but you have money. And here's the deal of just to confirm for anyone who thinks, oh yeah, what if you raise, you know, four grand and then you just keep it? I'll tell you this: no. whatever our costs end up being. Right. Whatever is left over, we will donate to, to like, a charity or yeah, to whoever running against Jim yeah. Jordan. We will, <laughs> we will let you know what we do with that money as opposed to uh, put it in our pockets because no part of it is, oh, I hope we raise 10 grand just and like get to just thing. have money. You didn't That's not do a part those of shows to be like, what if we follow tour and get fucking rich? Yeah. No, it's like, well, let's just do this so that we can do, so we can follow tour. Yes. Yeah, let's yeah. just. Do this so that we can make sure we have a great time in Texas and everybody gets to experience yes. it again. Yes. But we're going to be a little more professional this year. We're going to be doing more live stuff. Mm-hmm. There's going to be stuff in the morning when I when Dan is absolutely smashed, hungover. That's <laughs> when I'm going to really try to interview him the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> open up, Dan. Dan, open up. I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm not awake Get yet. Get off of my chest. My lungs are broken. It's like good fellas. I wake up. You're on top of me with yeah. a gun like Karen. What are you doing, Karen? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but that show's on the 23rd of February. There'll probably be some <coughs> hangout on the 22nd. Houston, uh, the secret to, group. Yeah, if you're coming to Texas, let us know. Get your tickets. Um, but let's get into. Let's we are going to be hanging out after the after the beads parade. Mm-hmm. We will be uh, hanging out at Hurricane Sisters or whatever the fuck that <laughs> daiquiri da- after daiquiri break. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Daiquiri we'll, break. we'll tweet it out on Instagram at yeah, on live Instagram. Know. We'll announce it a hundred times. But uh, let's uh, go to the letters. Okay, we're here. Dude, 
I, I, I just morphed over there. We should start. I haven't tried that yet. Roller skating. You think so? Roller skating is a workout. When's the last time you roller skated? Three year, two, three years ago. You're going to work those skating ankles. birthday party. Rick yes. Glassman was also yep. at that party. That's It's always a birthday party. Always a birthday. Yeah. Nobody's ever like, what are you doing Saturday? You want to go roller skating? You want to roller skate again? Right. Remember when you were a kid, that was kind of like, oh, you even when, as a kid, it was you got mostly birthday parties. Remember when you got your R blades? No, but I remember when kids did. And I was you didn't like, get now the, now the races are unfair. You didn't get rollerblades? No. I yes, I had a pair of rollerblades, of but never at the like roller skating rink. I remember when you could start renting them, and I just felt like I was a traditionalist. I was like, I, you know what? I'm here to roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> Give me four wheels and a big orange stopper. Give me eight total wheels and yeah. uh, shoes that were made in 1910. Okay, <laughs> because that's what I'm here to do. Not any of this future stuff. Ah, uh, okay. We're here. I'll go. Let's dance. Um. This is, uh, so I asked you, I was like, I bet I'm going to grab this letter. And so you're going to experience this. Okay. I don't know the best way to preface it. Um, preface? Yeah. The best way to preface? I will tell you this, Roar. We, uh, we built a community with pen pals, right? Yes. And, and, and are still building. Agreed. Uh, people can jump on at any point. And become a part of this. Um, I know that uh, Adam Shanley runs the Facebook page that seems to be thriving and have a lot of positivity and love and people excited for the Chicago show. We'll talk about that and then the second part uh, of this show. But like the Chicago show and Tux's um, and uh, the letter that I got was uh, sent last week. And I'm just going to read it. Let's and read then it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Let's figure it out together. Um, as a point of reference, before I do that, I want to tell you that we did, on August 8th, 2018, we had a letter called Staying Informed and Toxic Relationships. Yes. So that was an episode, and those were two letters. Yeah. Um, I'll give people a little... Uh, recap of that. It's tough out there. This is from that episode notes of uh, uh, I, I think what was our fifth episode actually. Uh, it, this is the info for that episode. It's tough out there but Daniel and Rory are here to talk you through it. This week brings a letter from a friend who says that keeping up with the news is hurting them. I remember talking about that. Uh, how to stay informed without getting like making it too much. Mm-hmm. And then we had a second letter from someone who was in a rough spot uh, with they're someone they're close to and their significant other. And that, that, if you remember, was somebody by the name of Dan who wrote us about Mr. S and Mr. J. And his brother, I believe Mr. S, uh, had a fiancé that was pulling him away yep. from everyone else in the family. I remember that. And he had a hard time with it. And him and him and J, the other brother, S and J, didn't speak to each other anymore. And Dan, who wrote us, uh, put it in the right order. It was like, dear Daniel, dear Rory, which was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then, uh, which was wonderful. <laughs> You're such a grandmother. Which was wonderful. wonderful. Here's some shampoos. Uh, which <laughs> I won't be able to make brunch. Um, <laughs> I know you're on your way there now. Uh, <laughs> So an hour and a half away, and you're probably halfway there. Right, not gonna make it. <laughs> so, um, 
We talked, uh, as we always tried to do, especially in those early episodes as we found out we were doing, and these were some of those early ones where we were like, oh, this show has levels. There are times where it is extremely goofy. There are times when it is goofy and then heartfelt. Um, I think we're always still learning what this show is. And I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, because it's not even our podcast. It's not. We just talk, talk about, about it. it. You know what I mean? So um, we, we, I re-listened to that episode, and we talked a lot about... Um, just kind of how to deal with uh, deal with family and deal with somebody's relationship pulling them away. Maybe they don't want to be a part of your friend, your family anymore. It's it it, it was a uh, it's a whole thing. Something I'm proud of, and and we, we we gave it our best and told everyone we were not professionals. Yes. Here we go. This is the email I just received. Hi guys, my name is Jim. Jim, and my brother Dan was a big fan of your show. He emailed the show many times and even had me listen once when you responded to one of his emails where he told you about a falling out I had with my other brother, Steve. I have to be honest. I love Rory and Dan. I have seen and met Rory before, and Dan I know more from his time on Sclarborough Country, but I, but I don't listen to pen pals. I really should have, but never made the time. I just wanted to let you guys know that Dan passed away on Sunday at 25 years old. He loved you guys very much, and you were a constant source of comfort and relief and laughter in his life. He talked about you guys all the time. I tried to message Dan on Facebook Messenger, but I don't think he sees it. My Dan's Facebook profile picture is of him and Dan Van Kirk in Boston after a comedy show from just a few months ago. I have to thank you guys for all you did for him. I wish I could repay you. Thank you eternally, Jimmy. So, uh, Dan passed away. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, at 25 years old. And, uh, I remember meeting him. Yeah. I went In to Boston. His, yeah. I yeah. went to his, I went, I found him yeah. on Facebook and sure enough, his picture is, uh, him and I and Andrew Youngblood going to cut Andrew out. Yeah. He obviously. shouldn't be in the picture. Yeah. I'll frame him out. But, uh, <laughs> This is why we're us. Uh, and uh, I remember meeting with him and talking with him. He was great. He had this super cool uh, like Marvel t-shirt on. Um, and we had like a good moment. And the instant uh, of meeting him, F2F, was what we talk about so much in this show of like, oh, you, you're a pen pal. You know each other. Yes. Yeah. You're a pen pal. Yeah. Um. And we didn't talk about the letter too much, uh, so I, I don't know what happened <laughs> with yeah, S yeah, yeah. And Steve and Jim. Um, but he talked about how much he – I remember him talking about how much he loved you and he loved us and he loved the show. So uh, on behalf of us, I wrote Jim back. Yeah. Dear Jim, I just received your email and I'm heartbroken to hear of the loss of your brother. I remember meeting him and sharing some time together after my show in Boston – Dan seemed like such a great guy, and I feel lucky to have met him. Thank you for the kind words about what the show meant to him. 
it's nice to hear. And you know what? You should probably yell at me or you can amend this if I said anything out of line. <laughs> it's nice to hear that he enjoyed Rory and I acting like total idiots as much as we've enjoyed doing it. <laughs> Crazily enough, I'm currently on a flight to Massachusetts, as I was last weekend, to do shows uh, in Springfield, Massachusetts. I'm certain you and your family are grieving, but if there's any chance you'd like to come to a show on Friday or one of the two shows on Saturday, I'd love to give you some tickets and even uh, help get you there if that would be possible. It'd be great to shake your hand and send some time with you after the show. Obviously, no pressure at all, as I'm sure this is such a hard and emotional time, but the offer is there. Pen Pals is a better show because of people like your brother. He was a friend of ours because of the podcast, and although we didn't get to know him for long, he knew us, and that friendship was real. And it saddens me to think that he won't get to hear any more ridiculous jokes and stupid hashtags, but I'm thankful that we got to laugh with him while he was here. My heart goes out to you. Sincerely, Daniel. Jim wrote back, you son of a bitch. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) No joke. I was about to go in the same direction. Dude, you're getting extreme ponterist right now. Like, what the fuck? Dude, too far. Plug your shows this week. You think I want to come? Yeah. Listen to you talk. You think I like your garbage form Maybe of entertainment? Maybe you missed the part where I said I don't listen yeah, to Penta. I hate it. <laughs> right. Uh, this is what Jim wrote back. Oh, man. Thank you so much for getting back to me, Dan. I tried reaching out to you a couple different ways. I can't believe you responded. If I was still in Massachusetts, I would totally take you up on the offer. I just drove back to Philadelphia today, but I would love to see you someday in the future. You meant the world to my brother, and I will always be grateful for what you did for him. And he means us. Yeah. I will be sharing this email with my family and friends, as it would have blown my brother's mind that you had such kind words to say about him. Thank you again, fan for life, Jimmy. One last thing. I hope the picture sends, because his last words to me were about those very shows in Massachusetts. My response was supposed to be O-W-O-W, but instead I said O-A-O-W, crazy. I, I don't know what that means. I really hope to see you again and honor his memory. And he sent a screen cap of his last text with his brother that says, uh, wow, DVK is coming to Springfield on the 31st. I'd see him again, but I don't know if I should. He might be doing the same set as I saw in Boston. And it's not like my buddies would want to go with me. And that's the last message this guy got. Uh, was talking about us and our dumb show. Uh, I wish I could have been the one performing there because in that text when I'm like, hey, we're for sure going. He's <laughs> always great, no matter if his right. act is the same. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Maybe he'll make it up. Yeah. You know I, you don't have a disease when you hear all this and you still try to figure out how to make it about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's what Dan was here for. That, hey, he was along for the ride. I mean, I... Uh, I'm going to show you the picture. Um, I asked, obviously, guys, if anybody's wondering, I reached out to Jim and said, do I have your permission to share this? If sure, not, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll, we, we, it'll stay between us. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I would have told you. Um, but and if Jim was not, like, again, Dan, I do not like the show. Please I don't stop you writing could, me back. Yeah, you could, you could put it on there or not. I'll never know because I hate the show. Uh, so there's a picture. Just pretend Andrew isn't in it. Um, there you go. He's you're physically cropping it out. Oh my god. Yeah. So I um, for anybody who's wondering because this is just something I totally understand. I do not know uh, uh, what was the reason that we lost Dan, 
But also, I don't know that it really matters. Uh, I, I mean, not can that I, it, not can that I it doesn't ask a matter. Question, I'm just, just saying. To recap in my mind. Yeah. So Dan was the one who wrote us the letter saying, "Hey, my brother has uh-huh. a fiance." Mm-hmm. Was Jim the? F- Jim was the other brother. He said, "My two brothers don't even talk anymore." Okay, so uh, Jim was the Steve one that was on Team engaged. Dan. Yeah. Not to, I don't want to be Dan- disrespectful and be like, "Oh, Steve didn't like Dan." <laughs> no. I just I'm trying to figure out what that dynamic. As is. Dan identified it to us, which is I think the most appropriate way to say. Because we even said in that episode, like, hey, we're only hearing your side of this, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but right. as Dan identified it to us, uh, Steve was engaged. And um, uh, that engagement, or maybe, you know, he didn't know if it was more the girl or more of Steve, was just causing a, a, a gap in relationship between Dan and his brother and especially his other two brothers. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, you know, to me, when I got this letter from Jim... Um, it was just a reminder of like, we, we, this is a dumb podcast, <laughs> a dumb podcast with really good intentions made by two guys who try their best to execute things, but have a lot of good ideas. You know, that's why subject to change, but the relationships that we make and the way that we, we didn't know when we answered Dan letter, Dan's letter, how much that would mean of course, to him or any of them. Right. Yeah. And we, didn't know how much it I know that it meant something to me but I didn't know how much it meant to Dan that we got to meet after that show yeah and for anybody who like listens to this or you know I was reading letters yesterday there's a person if you haven't read it I'll I'll make sure you do um who just said how much something you said they have clung to over and over and over for a thing that they're dealing with in their life yeah and I want people to understand uh, that doesn't go lightly to us. Right, yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. Because we're goofballs. Yeah. But I think something about the two of us is, like, we really give a fuck. Yeah. And so if you're going to, if we're going to take the time to read your letter, or you're going to take the time to write us, I've written back to people, you probably have as well, that don't even make the air of, like, hey, you're going to be okay. Like, don't worry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... uh I just, Dan to me is an example of how lucky I feel that we get to do this show and how lucky I feel that I, we get to meet people like that and that we we have created like a, you know. Well, community. Community. I'll say this, uh, um, knowing that, you know, we got on the road and fans <clears throat> come to our individual stand-up shows and people give us letters and postcards or at least introduce themselves i mean now after shows when no one has a letter you know and i go to take a picture someone's always just like i'm a paller like i'm a penny i'm a penny but i'm getting there like kind of thing and it's it's so bizarre it's it's especially bizarre when someone has written a letter and you can't it, it it amazes me how I'm able to remember a letter mm-hmm. after this much time when someone's like, I wrote the letter about blah, blah, blah. And if they have enough detail, I can like go, oh, yeah, I remember. Because you, it's like, because I, we spend so much time. Yeah, like I met you. Yeah. We spend so much time on it and we offer a genuine, you know, it's not like a conversation in passing that, of course, you don't log in your memory. It literally is something you're like, well, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking about it. So it is now stored away. Mm-hmm. And I won't remember it's there until someone is like, hey. But it's, uh, I will say this, and I'm saying this because it's 2020 and we're this far along now. 
Dan isn't totally wrong when he says we are just a, a dumb podcast, but I and I've agreed with that the whole time. But after oh, I don't meeting, mean dumb as in negative. no, no, no. But yeah. I, but I, I, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to amend it slightly. Do it. Um, because after meeting so many people and those people not only writing us but face to face telling us about this podcast, I'm going to say that me and Dan are. Just two dumb people <laughs> who stumbled into a great podcast. There you go. Because I, I don't, like I, I, I don't think I'm gonna, I'm not gonna refer to the podcast as like. Well, yeah, and yeah. I know what you meant, yeah, like yeah. how we're just like idiots who <laughs> offer advice and we have no clue what we're talking about. Right. But what I have learned from this is that sometimes, uh, and most of your life, none of your advice is gonna come from an expert. Uh, it's great... only going to come from other people who just say what they think. And when you get advice from people who interject themselves heavily into their advice or uh, make something about them or don't really care to listen to what you're trying to ask or what you're trying to say, you will get shitty advice. But this podcast has taught me that there is a chance from two dumb idiots who literally have survived off of trying to find the funny thing in everything mm-hmm. to make money off of. <laughs> that that you can get good advice maybe from almost anyone. Mm-hmm. But the only way you're going to get that advice is to speak up, yeah. is to write a letter, yeah. is to say something. And... You might be like, oh, yeah, but you're not a therapist or you're not a psychologist. And I'm not saying don't go to those people because that is, that's some top shelf yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. But just know, bringing it up at all, you might, you might be like, oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, for example, I'm not tooting my own horn here because I'm Toot also it. shocked by it. But the person in that letter who did say, Rory said something yeah. in the pot, that whatever I said, that didn't come from a place of, and this is right, and think about this. It really just came from, well, Dan and I are just in the flow of a conversation, and that just popped in my head, so I said it. Meaning, that kind of thing can come from anybody. Yeah. If they're just willing to talk about the thing. You know what thing. I like to toot a little? Is, uh, nah, that sounds sexual, but go ahead. If somebody ever said to us, like, hey, did you mean that when you said that on the podcast? I could go, yeah. <laughs> yes. If you if you're ever asking me that question in regards to pen pals, that's rhetorical. Yes, because I'm not going to say anything I don't mean. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to spend any time on something I don't care about. Yeah. If I tell you that 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 guy isn't worth it, or your grandma is a cunt, or <laughs> here's what's great about Cracker Barrel, it because I mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 all you know. And and when we address Dan's letter. It was we, it was all I, we meant everything we said. Yeah, that we also let you know we don't know if we're right. Yeah, or if that's the best thing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we fucking meant it. Yeah, and I wanted to let everyone know about Dan because he's not just our pen pal; he's everybody's pen pal. Right. That if you were standing in line at that show at the White Bull Tavern afterwards, and you were holding a letter. Dan probably would have turned to you and been like, "Oh, I wrote in a letter," and now yeah. you guys instantly were friends. Yeah, because you were you know all house. the because con- you've had the same conversations, right? And you in can the look at him and be like, "That show is kind of an RGT, right?" Like you <laughs> yeah. instantly would be friends. Yeah. And so, uh, as I found out that we uh, are saying goodbye to one of our pen pals, uh, I wanted Rory to obviously know we were saying goodbye to one of our pen pals, and I wanted all of you to know. That we are saying goodbye to one of our pen pals. Yeah. You write to us 
We we invest in you. We care about you. And if you're ever not here, we care. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If you've written these letters, it matters to us. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Jim, uh, hope everything works out with Mr. S. He's not listening. He, I, he said he would, but you're probably right because you already said I don't listen to your show. He, he goes, look, I've tried <laughs> Rory's cackle. <laughs> what if Jim was like, I actually wrote a review. How can anyone listen to these cackling? <laughs> you're like, oh, Jesus, Jim. Good Lord. Oh, jeez, What Jim. did you and Dan have in common? He seems so, so passionate great. and you just hate us. <laughs> right. Uh, so Jim, thank you for letting me know, um, uh, all the positive love and vibes to, uh, your family and to Dan and his wonderful energy that I believe is still moving around with us in some fashion. Yeah. And, um, to, uh, all of our other pen pals out there, just, uh, let us just, just know that we give a shit and, uh, thanks for being a part of this podcast and letting us talk about it. Yeah, and I I also just to extend this sure. yeah, uh, yeah. this a little bit. This is our first podcast uh, episode back mm-hmm. after what happened with Kobe and his daughter and all of those victims and yeah. their families. It is. And it it is uh, not that this necessarily ties into it outside of just the the fact that there was someone and then there wasn't someone there. Right. Um, it it is strange to deal with. And if anyone is, like, in that dark place of, like, coping, it's strange to cope with the death of someone you you knew the way that you knew mm-hmm. Kobe and the way that we all know Dan. Like, right now we have listeners deeply touched by the passing of this, this guy, Dan, mm-hmm. that they did not meet, that right. they do not know. And uh, it's powerful. It's, it's incredibly powerful. And you're seeing an example of that on a on a insane scale that i i don't know if we'll see it again in our lifetime maybe but uh with kobe and how how people genuinely are are feeling a loss of themselves and uh and dealing with it in dealing with something like passing of a friend like dan who you know very closely or someone like kobe if 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 anyone's feeling any kind of darkness over that or depression i i feel it too i'm not one that will will uh act on in any way other than feel sad and and try to figure out how to cope with it which i've been doing and we all have but if you actually go one step further than that and it 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 affects you more than most uh take now is a great time to go all right i need to to sort some stuff out and maybe talk to to somebody so don't be afraid to do that and don't ever assume that you're dealing with these things uh, by yourself. For instance, Jim, Dan's brother, he can rest assured if he hears this, that he's not dealing with this alone. Mm-hmm. It's not, it affects everybody differently, but you know, it's, it's, uh, I just want to put out the idea of don't be afraid to ask people for help or to have a conversation. You don't have to have a letter to just go, Hey, I'm dealing with some stuff. And if I could just talk for maybe five minutes yeah. and you could listen for five minutes, it could be the difference of my entire life or not. Sure. So it's just something to think about. That's great. Something to dude. consider. That's, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it's been weighing on me thinking about what we're going through right now, and this is uh, this is an example of of truthfully the in some ways the same thing. It's death, right. and it hits you, and you don't know how to cope with it, especially when it's when it's not you know 
if Kobe's 80 years old, we're feeling differently. 100%. Uh, and the circumstances. And the same for Dan. If it was like, yeah, he's my brother. He was 85. You're like, oh, you know. It'll all right. Great yeah, life. That, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in these circumstances where it's 41 and 25, 25 and, and 13 and those other, I assume, 13-year-old girls yeah, on that three, flight as three well. Yeah, 13-year-old girls are on that. Yeah. It's, it, it, it should put into perspective a little bit that uh, we do not know uh where we are or where we're going and you have to value uh things as you have them because everything passes and it goes and you can't stop it you can't change it you either hold on to it and embrace it while you've got it knowing that you only get to do that for so long so anybody out there you got that thing you wanted to try go try it yeah the thing you wanted Mm -hmm. to say Say go say it yeah the thing you wanted to ask fucking ask it live it do it because truthfully not you know failing at something or being embarrassed at something is meaningless and doesn't matter but you know the difference is changing your whole life so yeah yeah well thank you jim and thank you everybody who was a good f- luck with your family we're I thinking agreed, about yeah. you all i know all the pallers thinking of steve too not the pennies but the pallers are definitely <laughs> i don't give the pennies anything <laughs> you know if they wanted it they somebody's they, like they'd work I started, a little harder i just found you guys three uh, weeks ago yeah well three weeks is enough time Hours-wise, that's enough total time that you could catch up. You could have caught up. Uh, thank you, Jim. Thinking about you and the whole family, and thank you, everybody, who is our pen pals, uh, whether you've written to us or you've just been along for the ride. Sincerely, Daniel Van Kirk and Roy Scoville. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life, so there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film-nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, 
code TOPSHOW. And we're back. Hey. Hey. All right, guess what? What? Uh, You know what I love about this show? What? We can go as real as that just went and heartfelt and honest and come right back and tell everybody we got that save the date for Chicago. There it is. There it is. I've never been more prepared for a wedding before I got the save the date. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like I got the save the date and I already have a flight. Yeah. I got the same date, and I'm already have a show. I got to get my flight, and Jen, you better watch out because I'm going to go big. You are. I'm going above first class. I don't even know what that <laughs> is. I might, I might rent a private jet from like, Van Nuys Airport. Jen, you said you'd pay for it, right? She's like, <laughs> "Fuck, Bort, we're stuck." God, this is my wedding. Can have some respect. Where did we land on that? Are we? We're speaking at the wedding, right? I think we are, but we're not. We're not officiating. We are not well, officiating. Tra- I'm trying very to get clear. her uncle back in on that. Get the unky. But we're uh, not officiating. We're not. But I don't mind sp- standing up saying a few words. Not at all. I mean, we know Jen. As a group? Yeah. We know Jen. And Bort, Bort and Keith should become friends to talk about what their yeah. significant others have brought into their lives that they did not sign up for. Also, Dan and I are talking about it. I've, I've basically locked it in if we want to do it. But there is a chance in Chicago, uh, Dan and I give you guys our third ever guest on pen pals there is a chance it is not in chicago you haven't told me this it's not confirmed okay it's not confirmed but if we if we so desire you should say it and we'll edit it but we'll still get my reaction uh oh yeah yeah, that'd be fun yeah 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 well now we got to remember to edit that That's what, that name that's out. What, that's what Brian didn't. What did I, what did I Brandon? What did I make up your it's name? Yes. Uh, it's Benjamin. Yeah, it's Benjamin, which I should know because it's Uncle Benjamin from Game of Thrones, which is a real name about a badass dude who became cold hands. Why does Benjamin as a name make me laugh all the? There's a listener who's like, he's like, well, it makes me cry every time you laugh at it because it's my because they name. think of cold hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, yeah. So don't sleep on Chicago, you guys. Not only is it going to be, uh. Pen pals in the afternoon. Dan and I are going to be doing a little co-headline stand-up thing. And I'll tell you what, Dan and I haven't done stand-up to get we we, we, we have done stand-up at shows. Right. Who knows if Dan and I get stupid? And we're like, what about for ninety minutes? We just do stand-up at the same time. We've never done that. I Who know. knows what Chicago will be? Could be a workshop. Wouldn't that be fun for me and you only? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think we could, we could, we could make it. Okay, fun all the so way you guys want to learn stand up? Hey. We're gonna watch Dan do five minutes. I'm gonna give you some do's and don'ts, and I want to be very clear. Daniel is making specific mistakes on purpose. Mm-hmm. We are professional performers. Hey, before we jump into this, because I forgot to say it, I've been trying to get better. Uh, on the 15th of February, I'm doing one night in Boca Raton. Wow. So if you're down in Florida or your grandparents are, they tell definitely them, are. Tell them to come to Boca Raton on the 15th. And then I am also uh, headlining in, uh, Cap City Comedy Club yep. March 11th That's nice. through the 14th that's gonna be good weather yeah so uh come hang out with me right the weekend before st patrick's day that'll make it really fun uh in austin and then i'll be doing shows at the secret group leading up to like tuesday wednesday thursday leading up to weekend of tuxes so if you're around and you want to come hang just say hi quick announcement for me i'm gonna be zanies in nashville the end of february obviously we're gonna be doing tuxes so get your tickets to our live podcast in houston and then also i'll be in huntsville alabama on uh sunday the sunday after Zanies. I think it's like the 
February 27th. I don't fucking know, you guys. Okay. What you, wait, wait, why you got to push me around? All right, jump um, in. All right, here we go. Okay. Hello, Rory and Daniel, short-time listener, first-time writer. I've been listening to the podcast since around the beginning of December 2019. I have not caught up and listened to all the episodes, so I am a penny. I initially got introduced to Rory with his stand-up that's available on Spotify. Then I heard an ad from another podcast mentioned Rory had a podcast, and that's how I happily stumbled upon you guys. You can thank the Pickle Me This podcast for hashtag growing the show. Nice. Daniel, I have also gotten around to listening to your stand-up on Spotify and very much look forward to seeing you live, too. Hashtag subject to change. <laughs> okay. That hurts, uh, Daniel, but it makes me giggle. It's so nice to be writing to my pen pals for the first time. I have so much I could talk about. What I'll be talking about here are a couple things I learned in college. I love thinking about wild ideas, and these are some lessons that blew my mind and continue to leave me pondering over them. There's a shape in geometry called Gabriel's horn that has a finite volume but an infinite surface area. I'm out. The I, <laughs> you're still in there's no way if i'm out you're out too no because this is when we both learn together as okay. a podcast as a family we learn this gabriel's horn sounds like a demon here's it but here's how we can fill it okay, up okay the best way i can describe that is you would be able to fill up the horn with paint but would never be able to paint the outside surface of the horn it was stuff like that i found fascinating when in school I had a teacher explain the following to me in physics class. She explained that there is no such thing as a line. A line is a concept people made up. What she was getting at is that once you start looking at the surfaces of things up close, they are no longer flat since everything is made up of atoms and God knows what other particles. She was explaining transistors and the parallel plates in them in order to increase efficiency. So this made me think, is our idea of a time timeline also false? If a geometric line is made up by people and that idea collapses under real-world scrutiny, then could it also go to say that a timeline, which is also obviously created by people, describing history with a clear beginning, progression, and end, would be an inaccurate way of looking at it? If atoms resemble circular shapes, and so do planets, then might time and maybe the universe, too, also be circular? Is a timeline just a human abstraction and idea we constructed constructed to help explain history and provide understanding? If we could take a metaphorical close-up look at time, would we see that it's also not flat? I had it explained to me once that a line is a circle with an infinite radius. That doesn't seem possible. So is time not linear? It's stuff like this neat it's stuff like this that occupies space in my brain. So I'm not really certain if there was a direct question there that I'm asking, but I, again, just find this also enthralling and wanted to bring it up to you too to see what you thought. Love the podcast and all the entertainment you provide. You're overthinking existential pen pal. You can say my name if you happen to read this on an episode, Austin Allen. P.S. Thank you, Rory, for stopping by Phoenix on your Comedians Following Tool Tour. I had a great time at the show. Granted, I'm assuming that's the case since I'm writing this letter in advance. But I'm sure when I went F2F and handed you this letter, I told you I had a great time. When is what? Smiley baby? face. When is what? Okay, were you handed when that letter? Is what? That is correct. You were handed it? Yes, and I'd like to say this. For all the people who handed me letters... Uh, throughout that whole tour. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we have all of them. We compile all of them. Yeah. We have every letter, email, the best. instant when you message. The show and we have hands you a letter. You look at them and like, oh, you get it. Yeah. Oh, you're in. Yeah. Right. Even when they go, I'm a penny. Who cares? You're in. You're in. Um. Yeah. So everyone who does send us letters and and all that stuff, just know we have all of them. It's mm-hmm. very 
overwhelming, but we look at all of them. We go through them, and, and we we've even, get we're having letters this, like, that we're going to read. That's yeah. one of the reasons. I, I'll be honest with you guys. There is a lot of times where I was like, do you really need to have a Patreon? Like, uh, I'm all for everybody doing it. Don't get me wrong on that level. But I'm like, is it another, like, did you need that extra avenue for the show? And a lot of places are so great that they do. Yeah. And I really feel that about us. Yeah. Like, I love that that's a place where we're like, oh, no, that is where we needed another avenue for yes. those types of letters I to live. I agree 100%. And yes. so that's one thing that I absolutely love. About, and I want people to know, we've even had discussions about some special episodes where Give us an opportunity to even go through more letters. Yeah. So yes, send them. We yeah, love yeah. them. I, I I would hate the feeling of being like, well, we kind of don't have any more letters, which would take a long time. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but but I I love it. I love yeah. when people. Let. Okay. I have a question. Yes. What did any of that letter mean? Wouldn't it? Okay. <laughs> I want to know. I have a question. I have what a, is science? <laughs> I have a. I wish I had thought of a clever name. I have a pen pal challenge. <clears throat> I want someone to have listened to this episode, then get very high and listen to you read that letter again yes and tell me how many times you need to stop it yeah or hold on to something or what you thought of right because you might have been like dude i, I saw time it, i still don't know what it means that i can fill it with paint but i can't paint it the exterior of it what does that even mean it means that it has a finite amount of... I, uh, wish you were, I was hoping you were going to say, I don't know. I don't know. I was just going to talk. Oh. And then what I would say would convey to anyone who's smart. They'd be like, he doesn't know what he's what saying. It, it's not an actual <laughs> horn. Uh, I think it's a... Uh, it's a mathematical... I think it's a mathematical thing where people are like, well, wait, how can the inside of it have a finite amount of space, but yet the exterior is infinite, but the interior is not infinite? That's my assumption of what that... That is. Okay. Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not one of these people that... that I'm not going to lie. I, don't, I didn't make it... I think I got to Algebra 2 in I, high look, school. I am going to lie. I know what it is. You do? <laughs> no, no one ever knows no, that. I hear you say. I'm like, you do? Yes. Right, look, I'm going to lie to you again. Look. I definitely know. Look, what? I'm, I'm a, yeah, instead of... Let's get rid of the phrase, I'm not going to lie, and let's get rid of, I'm going to lie, and then say the lie. And the person still believes <laughs> yeah. you. Look, I'm going to lie. I think she was right, and uh, you're not a great boyfriend. That's, you're like, dude, that hurts. You're like, shit, I'm lying. <laughs> no, you're not listening, because I said I'm lying. Right. Look, to be dishonest with you. Look, can I just be dishonest with you? I just think that she should get to date other people. Like, oh my God, what? <laughs> um, I know you didn't communicate it, but she's in the right. Forget the horn thing. I don't know if I ever can. Well, you, you can because you didn't learn it. So you're like, you can easily forget the thing you don't even know what it is. <laughs> you know what? That's a good... Because right, right now, you just keep saying that's Matterhorn, a, and that's not right. I know. That's an all-time quote. Yeah. You can easily forget the thing that you don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll go to time. Go to the timeline. Time is a construct. But the fact that a line is, is not a, a real circle. thing. There, a line is a it thing. To make sense of things. To understand something. Right. And I think what he's saying here, Austin is saying, uh, is we we could also do that with our concept of time, which, in my opinion, I find very interesting because I I don't know. Like being able to suddenly visualize time differently in your mind, I don't know if that can change your perception of what time is. Like if someone truthfully was like, yeah, human beings could perceive time differently and change their lives and change everything. I like to believe that is a thing that you could do. Mm -hmm. But yet I don't 
I, 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 our, I don't know that our brains can, can fathom it. I mean, just the fact that our eyes can, can like, only see so much and our ears can only hear so much and our perception of our surroundings are all, are all based on refractions of like light. And even us as humans, we're like, yeah, we can't see everything. I mean, imagine what there must be some species of animals that see everything. Like the belief that people are like, and dogs can see ghosts. You're like, I bet they can. And people are like, oh, I bet infants can see ghosts because an infant doesn't look at a ghost and go, oh, I'm afraid. People have like very popular beliefs that your deceased uh, members of your family Mm -hmm. visit your child when your child is first born and speak and hang out with the child. And an infant wouldn't know or ever remember that that happened. Right. And now, and what I'm saying, someone be like, that that is the most dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I'll be like, you're not wrong or right. Yeah, I get it. You're like, that is so absurd. You're you're also like, you're a little little aggressive and you didn't need to shove me. Right. But you know what I mean? Like someone tells you that and you go, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a foolproof plan because a baby's not gonna be like, yeah, I talked to grandma last night. And you're like, no, the kid doesn't talk or no. Right. But okay. So have you ever had one of those deals where you're like, like, let's say, like I, I was just in Vegas, all right? And I was working in Vegas. I was there for a writing gig. And I had been there maybe 48 hours, 36 hours. When is what? And I thought I was like, I feel like I've been here four days. Yes. But here's the deal. The word days is a construct that we've created to convey time. Yes. But So that's the only word I can use. Yeah. But whatever that actually is, the real, I don't know, measurement of quote-unquote time, is that is probably how long I had been there. In 36 days, or 36 hours, I had done three days worth of things, and that's how my body and my mind translated the passing of those events. Right. Because if I had spent that same 36 (coughs) hours watching um, The Sopranos... right. I would feel like, oh, whatever the last thing I had done before I started watching all of Sopranos would have felt like so recent. Yeah. Because I hadn't hadn't gone through or experienced anything in that window of, like, activity or memory or energy. Right. Uh, And so then your quote-unquote time— would have been a completely different construct within those 36 hours. And right. Even saying that, this is why I want someone to get high, even saying that 36 hours is another construct. Yeah. So it's like you can, like you and I could get to Madison, uh, go out for a great dinner on a Friday, do a show, leave there, drive straight to my cabin, play some cards, have a cocktail or two, and get a fire going for a couple hours, go to bed, get up the next morning, go to the flea market. Yes, I'm pitching my cabin hard. Then do bank, 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 and by Saturday night, be like, God, I feel like we've been, I feel like it was three days ago yeah, that bank, we- Bank, bank, bank. You mean like Rob Banks yes. in that area? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's like, they're still like old, old small timing. town. Yeah, old. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even need a gun. Yeah. Just or a, a mask. Voice. Right. They don't have cameras. Right. Totally. Just a bat. You're talking about a bank teller has to try to remember what you yeah. look like. The bang, yeah. bang, bang is me hitting the table. Bang, bang, like, bang. Get me the money. With a gavel. That's all. You, that's <laughs> yeah. the only weapon. Right. Court is in session. Well, here's-, here's So what, what I'm saying is, is that that's, that's time is, is so relative. Well, think about this. The idea of like a second or a minute 
or an hour. Which we created, measurements. Yeah, or created. a day. Like, literally, these measurements. Like, imagine what you would experience. It, like, we can't drop the idea of a second or a minute or an hour or a day or a year so or a month. Hard. It's yeah, yeah. so burned into your minds. Right. But imagine you said, okay, we are going to get on a flight at 9 a.m. That flies directly to Chicago, and we will get we will get to sure. the cabin. Yeah. If you said the last time we will think about time is to make sure we're on that 9 a.m. flight, right. but as soon as we are on that flight, watch off. Phones phone. are off. Yes. Watch is off. Yeah. You don't touch anything. Right. That will give you this perception of time. What? How does? And you say it's a solid seven days. Sure. Outside of just clearly understanding. The sun, sun coming up and going yeah, down, yeah. but but also it it isn't just a matter of like well what are those days like it's like how does that make you feel right. like if you wake up and you just go oh I'm awake you don't look to see what time it is to influence staying right. in bed or not right. or getting up seven a.m. ten a.m. but you don't know Which and you just go starts? I think I'm awake so now I'm awake and I I have to eat but you no longer interpret it as well, this is what you should eat because it's this time. Like, instead, you go, well, I should eat this because this is the first thing I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what time. If mm-hmm. I'm waking up 2 p.m., mm-hmm. you're still like, well, I should eat this to start my body with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and go for a week. You might be like, oh, man, I, I went with Dan and we went and did the whole cabin thing and we had a car and we drove and we did stuff. For a week, and I truly thought we were there for, you know, three days. It felt like three days. Yeah. In that way, eliminating these 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 uh, signifiers of what time is, can you then change your perception of time and someone be like, you know, right now I feel a certain way about my age of 39, our, our age of 39. Sure. Because society says, well, you're about to be 40. But the only reason you even think in your mind, I'm getting up there, I'm almost 40. Right. It's just because you've heard someone else say that. Right. And society go, yeah, 40 means you're old, but you're like, but 40 doesn't have to mean that you're old or young or middle-aged. You're literally just like, well, regardless of the age, I'm going to do the things now that interest me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to, like, you know, you get to 40. Sleeping is different. It's harder to do. Sure. So maybe you adjust your life and you adjust your diet and you adjust certain things to make sure you can do it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're. It, it, we interpret that as like, well, you're older, so you have to do it that way. It's like, but what if that's not the case? What if it isn't that you're older? It's like, hey, this is kind of how you should be the whole time. But when you right. get to like forty. You really just you know, around this time frame, your right. brain clicks in to be like, "All right, we're gonna do start doing some homework and really." But see, that's what shape I love this, this vessel up. But that's what I love about what we do. Like people keep saying, like Tom Brady is forty two or whatever it is, right? And it's like, yeah, but who cares? who cares? Who cares? Aren't you? You're only measuring him by his ability and his health and how long he's so, been doing. So it. if you had like a twenty four year old who was sixty five pounds overweight, they should be in the NFL. <laughs> Because they're 24. Yeah, exactly. Like that doesn't make yes. that doesn't matter. Which is also what I love about what we've chosen to do with our life because it's a meritocracy, right? Yeah. You could be you could be a 64 year old actor in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. So your director is 28. Yeah. Telling you how this should work, and you two work together. Yeah. There's nobody being like, but contrarily to that, 
uh, and I don't know if it's different in in Greenville, but like in Rochelle, so much is measured by age. You're 35 and you don't have a house. Yeah, you're same. 37 years same. old and you don't have kids yet. Oh, that you're you're, you're giving a very generous. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I am being very generous. Yeah. If people are freaking Where I grew out. Up, it's like, dude, you're 25. Come on. Right. Like, oh, all right. Right. So it's like because that's that is a safe way for people to measure, right? Yeah. But for what we're doing, they're like, well, you you are blank and you haven't what? No, it's like yeah. Who, Fuck you. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, that isn't how I'm measuring any of this. Right. But you've my, been taught that. Right. You've been taught, like, hey, if there's something you want to do, you better do it. You if better, we, like, hurry up and do it. I don't know. I, like, is it, even... it isn't a matter of, like, the thought pressure is if there's something you want to do, you should do it. Right. Like, waiting. Like, if you're 44 and you're overweight, you're supposed to be like, well, I, I don't get to get in shape. I'm 44. <laughs> yeah, people's perception I of it. I can't, like, be, I can't be in the best shape of my life at 44. Yeah. I never did it when I was 26. Yes. Like, Fuck, are you crazy? It's just this perception. I know. Here's my question. I don't even know if this is a good question. How would we measure time if we didn't age? Yeah. Like, would we even? Would anyone care about it at all? I recommend a book, Einstein's Dreams, by, uh, I think it's Alan Lightman. Uh, so great. It's like stuff like this. It's Every chapter is a different philosophical like okay, twist I on wanna, like, time. I want to read it. I want to read where it. Where it's like, it gives you that. It's like... What would change about your life if you didn't age and you couldn't tell the difference between someone being 70 and someone being 20 or right. whatever? And it it's so interesting, your perceptions of time and what time is right. if you don't have these signifiers to, like, tell you certain things. Now, I, I the book and album, uh, Spiritual Machines, I think is interesting because that book is just like, hey, it, it talks about death is death is so critical in the sense that 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 creates this timeline that creates Mm -hmm. this motivation measurement and it creates this meaning right like if it was like well you live forever it's like well then is there any meaning to anything but with death it gives you this motive motivation to be like well i won't be here forever so whatever this experience is i should experience it because it isn't ongoing at least our perception of it because Mm -hmm. we're also perceiving death death is also uh, perception. Birth is a perception. Your entire reality is just a perception. And right. it doesn't mean that we're all sharing the same perception at the same time, even though we think we are. And that's what creates these false bubbles we live in. Like, Everyone knows the same thing I know. It's like, no. Um, but it's 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 interesting to me that it's all just simply perception. And this is a, this is a long episode, so we're, we're going to jump oh, off yeah, I didn't even now. Realize. But these kind of conversations, Austin, that's why I love these types of uh, letters, because it... Uh, while while we do sit here and uh uh for the first time had had mentioned any any sense of 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 the helicopter crash and yeah, any and sense of learning that yeah. a friend and a member of our community Dan who reached out and we had a connection with um something that I uh, that always helps me in these situations while you may sit here and go yeah but I, I won't see that person again or I won't hear that person again or feel them or know them or all of these things that is true but the fact, the 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 sense that you they are gone, the sense that you have lost them, truthfully, is just a perception. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You do, we, it is easy to go. Yeah, no. When you die, you then go sit before a council, and they decide if right. you go to Fire Town or Pillow Village up in the clouds. That is simplified in a way that it's it it seems absurd. But I also can't sit here and tell you it's not what, what does happen. But the fact that death is a thing is just a a perception. So in many ways, no matter how 
horrific it is. And I would say it's, it is more yeah. horrific than it is when someone gets to have a peaceful death. Um, just know that, uh, that, that it is a, a perception. You don't know what that means. It will happen to everybody, but you don't know what the next thing is. So right. instead of, uh, you know, when you are dark and sad about these things, just remember not knowing is, is what means you should celebrate more so because maybe leaving this whatever this is and going to the next thing is truly the greatest party ever because maybe the next thing is so fucking crazy people that are already over there are like dude you gotta get over here and you're like i guess i don't know <laughs> just it's all perception um this conversation can go on forever awesome that's why this is a great letter thank you so much thank you for coming uh to our show and we hope everyone uh, uh while having a, a sad and, and thoughtful podcast today uh, hopefully it hits you and you think about it and it makes you a better person. Your pen pals, Roy Scovel and Daniel Vanker. Wasn't so long ago. A podcast network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.